Welcome to the podcast, Intuition Speaks. You are about to listen to an older episode from when this podcast used to be Intuition by Design. I hope you enjoy these older podcast episodes, but I just want to give you a heads up that at the end of this season, I made a total pivot, which took me about two years to make. So there is a gap in time between this season and the most recent one. I do, however, if you are interested, have a Patreon account that includes human design information and resources so that you can dive deeper and do some self-study. My Patreon account has other resources for you, all about intuition, social media growth and monetization, and the Akashic Records, and a bunch of different exciting topics. If you are interested in that, you can check out the show notes, and I hope you enjoy listening. You are listening to Human by Design Podcast, where every week we will break human design down into digestible bite-sized pieces, helping you to peel back the layers of your conditioning so you can better understand yourself, your friends, and your family. We will examine what it means to be a human as our truest selves. I am your host and soul coach, Tia Marie. Through human design and connecting to intuition, I bring you the tools to help guide you to your innermost truth. Hello guys and welcome to this week's episode of Human by Design Podcast. I'm Tia Marie and I am so excited to have you guys here. So, oh my gosh, so much is happening in the last couple of weeks and Right now, I'm in the middle of doing a collaboration with Eden from Intuition Lifestyle. I talked briefly about that last week. By the time this episode airs, that will be over. So we are having so much fun just like chatting together about human design on Facebook. I mean, what could be better? I have some really exciting things coming up. I got the download and inspiration to create a huge collaboration between me and a couple other healers. So I am still looking for healers. So what I mean by healers is anybody who does energy work, anybody who does inner work, You could be a light worker, a shadow worker. I don't care what it is. I am looking for people who are really excited about sharing what it is they do. If you have an amazing healing story about yourself or someone else, you can share it. I'm looking for people who are willing to go live in a Facebook group and you basically have a half an hour to an hour and a half to talk about your story, your business. But the key is I want you to have something that people can take away and like start applying to their life. So 
freebies and discounts are recommended, not required, but if anybody is interested in joining my collaboration, you know where to find me. All my links are in the show notes. And for those of you who are interested in this event, please keep an eye out. I'm going to be posting a lot about it on all my social media links. So if you don't already follow me, follow me. Um, I'm on Facebook and I'm on Instagram at Intuition X Design. And I will be letting you guys know when this is all going down, when you can access the group. I'm so excited. It's basically, I'm just trying to get like a place for people who are new to spiritual work to get a taste of all these different modalities and ways that you can do your inner work. Because I feel like there's this whole like source of information out there that's like, teaching you to kind of try to bypass through all of your like stuff that you need to work on. And I definitely got caught up into this when I first started my spiritual journey. And I'm finally like really learning that you can't just like skip through things and think your way into being happy. Yes, I've done that and I it's worked for me for a time, but then when it comes to like really big deep blockages that are coming from your limiting core beliefs, like you can't just happily skip your way around those you really need to dig in and you need to like do the work so this is going to be a huge resource for those of you who are looking for new modalities or ways to do the inner work and I can certainly attest for that I have been digging deep I've been doing the inner work and oh my god things are shifting for me like crazy I'm like up leveling every week. <laughs> so I already have a couple of healers that are joining me and I'm still just looking for the last few to complete my vision and I can't wait. So right now what I've been doing is I've been doing a combination of Psyche and I've been doing what's called the Natalie work. So I just recently completed that Psyche circle that I mentioned last week and it was all about like money beliefs and abundance. And I like went through that initial like, how is this going to show up for me? What are my action like steps that I'm going to take to help cement this belief into like my new beliefs? And Nadia does all the work on the end of like creating this belief in your energetic field and all you have to do is like create an action step so that just continues to be like reinforced into your being. So I never know how this is going to show up for me and I got a little nervous because I was like well what if I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this but it always like comes through and it's just so like amazing to me how little like effort I've had to put into this and the action step that I need to take kind of just like shows up for me like it becomes obvious and it's like oh okay well yeah so if you haven't tried Psyche before I definitely recommend you should check out Nadia I did link her last time I'll link her again I think you guys like are enjoying hearing my little updates about this because it's just been crazy. I literally, after she did that circle, I booked up all the rest of my coaching sessions for this month. 
I still have a couple spots left for July, but I'm getting requests fast. So basically I've updated my website now where when you go to book with me, you're going to be sent to a page where you just enter a request form. You tell me like what your availability is and what you're looking for. And I'll get back to you as soon as I can. So I do have limited spaces available for, for July. So if you're interested in either July or August, let me know and I'll try to schedule you as fast as I can. But oh my gosh, you should definitely check out Psyche if you haven't. But I think the secondary thing to like really, really drive home is it's important to do the inner work. So I am loving the Natalie work, like I mentioned, and it's really just like teaching your ego that, you know, there's a more appropriate way to respond to things, I think. And it's just getting to the bottom of what your limiting beliefs are and what you're like telling yourself that those things that are triggering you mean about you. And I love working with Claire. I love working with Anne. And it's just been so eye-opening to see how like transformative this has been for me to really like step back and ask myself like what about this is setting me off and like really just kind of come from a place of nurturing my ego and like treating her as if she is that child in me that didn't get that nurturing that she needed at the time that's causing the reaction in me today so it's like creating this like healing channel between me and my inner child through my ego and I think like the combination between the psyche and the Natalie work is like been so huge for me and it's not that I haven't done shadow work in the past it's just that I think that there was a lot of resistance in me to do it because the way I was going about it just made it seem so much complicated seem so difficult and like as much as being able to like sit down and journal and a lot of the Natalie work is about journaling like you can do the Natalie work in the moment like when you're triggered you can have that conversation with yourself and that's been so helpful for me because there have been times where like I've been triggered either by my child or someone at work and I don't have the time to like sit down and like write everything out but I don't want to stay in this moment of being triggered so it's like really just kind of like talking myself through my ego and my inner child and just like having that conversation right then and there like what is going on why am I triggered what's the what is it saying about me and it's been so helpful to getting me to a place of more peace more clarity I am seeing now where I'm reacting in fear and I'm able to like talk myself through those points instead of being triggered and like shutting down. So now that I've taken 10 minutes to talk to you guys about all the exciting things that are going on, I will definitely link in the show notes about Nadia and Claire and Anne with their work. I'm so excited. Um, we can get into our centers this week. So we're going to start talking about each of the centers. Originally, I was thinking I was going to like lump each center into like a couple of like try to clump them in together. So I was going to do like a couple of centers per episode. But I think like 
To really get a good clear picture of each one, I definitely want to spend time and like get you to a place of understanding like how each center operates because these are like the light bulbs on your chart. So in order for a center to be defined on your chart, you need to have a channel, which is two gates that connect together. So you can have gates that are active in like different centers that are not lit up on your chart and that's okay. Um, but in order for a channel to actually have like a definition in it, you need to have like a complete channel. So um, when you look at your chart, you're going to see like the different lines in your chart and they can be red like we talked about last week being unconscious and then you have the black lines which are the conscious so when you're looking at these things you're that's how you're determining like what is lit up and what's not lit up so you need a complete circuit kind of like it's a light bulb so if you have a light bulb plugged in and one end of the wire is not connected to anything else that light bulb is not going to light up so what it means to have a defined center is that you have very consistent energy in the center that the, the energy is going to work the same way every time. It's not going to be different. It's going to be very consistent for you. And, you know, there's not going to be a huge variation. A lot of people tend to freak out when they see their chart and they see a lot of centers are not lit up. They go, oh my God, I have all of these undefined centers. What am I going to do? So your undefined centers or your open centers are those centers that are not lit up. The difference between undefined and open, open has literally no gates attached to it. There's nothing like defined in there at all in terms of gates. Um, An undefined center literally means that you have gates that might affect the way that you process information into that open space, but it's still technically considered open. A lot of people get like really critical about the technical terms that you use, and you may hear me like refer to an open center or an undefined center as like the same thing, but just know that there is a technical diff- difference between the two. And when we talk about these undefined or open centers, what we're really looking at is what are your sources of conditioning coming from? This is where all like the not self themes and not self mind is coming from. Um, And when you look at that, I think a lot of people, that's why they tend to worry. That's why they tend to freak out. They're like, oh my God, I have all of the open spaces in my chart and really just like relax, breathe. All it is is your mind has come up with strategies to try to like help itself manage the fact that the energy in these centers are not consistent. So that's really all this like conditioning is our mental strategies that we've learned from other people or just on our own to try to figure out how to balance these energies, how to manage not having consistent energy in these centers. So now that I kind of got some like basic info just like out there for you guys to, you know, prerequisite into getting into the centers, we are going to be talking all about the head center today. This is like the first center, the very one at the top of the body graph. It is a triangle. It's yellow when it's defined. And basically when you have a defined head center, you are always on. You're always radiating inspiration. 
The Head Center is all about inspiration and questions. And it is basically your pineal gland is like the main function center of this head center. And when you have it defined, you're always asking questions about everything in your life. And you kind of feel like weird if you don't have the answers for all these questions. So it is appropriate if you are defined in this to look at the questions and get the answers to them. And um, you have to process them basically. But it's really just not meant to be your strategy for making decisions. It's just something to kind of like help and show and reflect to other people's the questions you're having and the answers that you're coming up with. Um, People with this defined center may not know that they're asking questions about everything. They may not realize that they're just naturally extremely inquisitive. So as I mentioned, the head center is associated with the pituitary gland. And even now in science and all the research that we have, we don't 100% understand what the pituitary gland does. But essentially what the function is, is it relays chemicals such as serotonin into neurotransmitters. And what this does is it helps create a channel to pull out information. So what do I mean by information? So when I'm talking about the head center, the majority of it is that gray deep matter in your mind. So that's where all of your life experiences in sensory and emotional like raw data is being stored. So this is like all the things you've smelled, seen, heard, tasted, physically like touched, um, any emotion you ever had associated with that, all of that is stored from the beginning of your life until you know up to this point in that area and it's in raw segmented data so like if you were to look at a computer program all that data is in like different coding you wouldn't be able to understand it or differentiate it based on the little codes that you're reading so what happens is when the pituitary gland draws out some of this information because we'll never have like complete full access to this, it pulls it into the Anja Center and that Anja Center is really hungry for information. So when we start to talk about the head center, what we're really talking about is like segments of raw data in storage. So there's always going to be things that you're pulling from it that are going to create questions, going to create like this sense of pressure and urgency because the head center is basically one of the two pressure centers of the body. The other pressure center is the root center. So these pressure centers are on both ends of the body graph and it just creates this urgency or this need in you to find the answer. Before I realized, you know, what my chart was, I assumed that I would have a defined head center because I'm always asking questions, but that was not the case. Basically, having an open head center, you're going to amplify this. So it's natural for people to be curious and ask questions and things like that, especially with a defined head center. We're going to turn over now to those of us who have an undefined or open head center, right? So 70% of humanity are undefined or open in their head center. That is a lot of people wandering around amplifying questions. 
So the important thing to note that when you have an open head center, it is really not important for you to follow these questions. But because you are open or undefined, you're going to have that pressure, that need to really hone in and focus in on whatever it is that's popping up into your mind. And at first, like it really annoyed me to think that because I have an open head center, my thoughts are not my own. But then as I realized, like, if you technically think about it, like the global consciousness, like you can tap into those thoughts at any time. And it's kind of like a radio station, how you can change like what you're tuning into and what kind of thoughts are coming into your existence. So, you know, there's a lot of like different theories out there that, you know, we don't think our own thoughts. And so that wasn't the first time that I heard it. And it kind of like made sense to me in that point that, oh, well, that makes sense. If 70% of people have an open head center and only 30% of people have a defined head center, we're really just thinking the thoughts like that other people are amplifying around us. And that's kind of technically why you can have like you know, telepathy with other people because you're just tuning into the same things. So the pressure comes from the fact that the mind wants to take this information and send it down into the Anja Center. So when we look at the different types of themes of pressure that you might be experiencing, what we're looking at are those defined channels that might be existing within the Anja Center. So there's three different things you could have from pressure. You could have gate 47, which focuses on mainly the pressure from your past. So what happened and how you could have changed things or how things could have been differently or how to fix things now. These could be all themes that you're just like obsessing about these questions on how to solve these questions. And then the next one you have is gate four, which is pressure from the future, like trying to figure out with logical doubt, like how to correct something before it happens. And then the final one is number 24, gate 24, which is pressure of the unknown, not being able to have the answer for something that you're not aware of, not not understanding. You don't have the, the correct understanding or knowledge to face the, the issue. So all of these present themselves in questions that can make you like just obsessively think about them all the time. And the thing is, it doesn't matter what the answer is because the mind is not meant to be the authority for these particular questions. We can use our minds. Our minds are still very helpful. The problem is when we try to use the mind to fix the problems, to answer the questions, and we can't technically find the answer to these questions because of our open mind, then we try to rely on these strategies that the mind comes up with and the strategy it uses is to obsess about the problem until it can be resolved. So the pressure comes in where we have this information, we want to send it down into the Anja, and we're just obsessing about the question because there is no answer. And when we can realize that no matter what we do, that pressure is going to always be there, but kind of just surrender to it. It releases that kind of hook or that anchor 
that this pressure has on us. So the pressure will never go away. Your center will always be open or undefined and that pressure will always be there for you to ask the questions, to obsess about the questions, to think about them all day. But what is happening is because these questions have no answers for you and they're exciting, you get caught up in them. And then the mind tries to find ways to make the decision. And this is not correct. The correct is by using your inner authority and following the divine timing of responding or whatever your strategy is. So because the mind is trying to like skip these steps to initiate, therein lies the issue. So we can use our mind, however, as an outer authority for other people, for those people who need to like get information by bouncing off their own ideas to hear through their talking to get that clarity. So sometimes our stories, our information that we have stored in our mind can be extremely helpful for other people's as a source of outer authority. But it's never, 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 never meant to be our inner authority, which is what the problem of having all this, you know, obsessive thinking about these questions that doesn't matter. There are so many other things that are going on that when we get stuck on this conditioning, we're not actually looking at the correct things. We're not looking at the correct questions that we can answer. So... By learning how to surrender to this, by learning that the correct answer will come to you when it's appropriate, the correct questions will come up for you to respond to and not obsessively think about through the mind is when you're going to help let go of this conditioning. And I can totally like relate to this. I've had days where I just obsessed about like things in the future or things that I didn't know about and I couldn't let them go and it was literally like ruining my entire day because I just didn't understand why you know, things weren't happening or working the way they were supposed to work, or I was really nervous or concerned about the way something was going to play out, that I just literally spent my whole day obsessing about it. And did it serve me? No. This is like probably the number one way I waste my mental energy is by this open pressure center. But the pressure is there and my mind as a conditioned response, wants to let that pressure go. How do you let the pressure go is by trying to figure out the answer. However, when you realize, like I said, when you realize the pressure will always be there and that you don't need to act on it anymore, that's when you can like let it go. So now when something like really exciting comes up and I start to get into that, oh my God, I need to think about this. I need to think about this mode. I have learned that it's okay for me to just let it go. And if it comes back up again, I can look at it and then I can just let it go. And when the correct timing for me to respond to whatever it is that I need to do as a generator my sacral authority will guide me to the correct thing. So I learned to recognize when the thoughts and the questions are popping up and understanding that never, not every question is going to have an answer for me. I'm always going to be like seeking those answers if I continue to follow that path. And the thing to really note about the mind center, as soon as you trade one doubt, you're just accepting another one in its place. So 
You're never going to fully let go of that doubt, let go of the questions. So it's just learning how to deal with the pressure and understand that you don't need to act on it. One of the best strategies to dealing with the mind and the mind center in human design is to apply logic because the mind loves logic. So when you're looking at the logical expression of human design and you are using the mind to help experiment in human design, it's going to start to see the patterns and understand the logic that it's not meant to be that inner authority. And it's going to slowly recognize that and then realize that it needs to let go of the conditioning and allow that inner authority to become what drives the vehicle. And it's just so hard for the mind at first to do this, but because it is so logic driven, when it sees that logically it cannot be the authority, it has like no choice but to cooperate. So it's like a slow process that like happens for you. And it's just understanding that you will never get rid of your open centers. You will always have this pressure in the mind if you have an open mind center. And just letting it go and acknowledging it but not obsessing over the questions. And that's really all there is to it is just acknowledging and following your strategy. So... I hope this episode was super helpful and enlightening on the mind. I love learning about the mind. I really appreciate the fact that the mind is still considered an important part of us. It's really meant for storing all of our experiences and being a place of reflection and helping other people as an outer authority but it's not the true driving force of our vehicles. So it's so important to learn how to work with the mind. And next week, we will be getting into the Anja Center, which is pretty exciting. And if you have any questions you want me to answer on the air, please email them to me at intuitionxdesign at gmail.com. I would love to answer them for you. And I hope you all have a wonderful week. I will see you next week. Thank you for tuning in this week on Human Design Podcast. For more episodes and content like this, please share our message and like us, subscribe, leave a review, or share with your friend. The more that I can get this out there, the more people I can help and the more content I can bring to you guys. Also, don't forget to check out, I have some awesome coaching services. I do soul coaching where I connect you to your intuition, your inner voice. I also do some combination of human design and soul coaching. And for those generators out there, I really enjoy helping you guys connect to your sacral authority to learn what it is you're actually tuning into. So check that out. That's all on my website. You can look at the link in the show notes. And until next week, I'll see you then.